Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. Over there is Adam Glenn. We are the Hollywood Raw Podcast together. Our powers combined equal Hollywood Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Equal. Yeah. Want to be equal. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, buddy. Um, Today we're going to do a little something different. Um, We've been talking about this for a while. and just never kind of got around to do it. But there's a lot of people inside of our private Facebook group off the record that have tons of questions. We can't always get to all of them. So we said, you know, let's do an episode where nothing is off limits. You can ask us anything you want. And uh, so we posed this question inside the private Facebook group. So I'm sorry if you have a question for us and you want to ask it on the next episode of this, you're going to have to be a a Facebook member because that's how we're getting these questions. But we posted it in there and said, you know what? Ask us anything you want. We'll sit down and we will devote an episode to you guys, to the listeners of the podcast, to what you really want to know or that you've had stored up in your mind um, and want to get out. And we're going to answer them today. So, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. The only thing I will not talk about is how I grew up as a hermaphrodite. So I um, that part I will not respond to. I'll just say that over the back. Yeah. Okay. No more questions. I was a hermaphrodite when I grew up. But. Other besides that, game on. I don't even know if I'm supposed to laugh at that. Like, is that okay to laugh? <laughs> what does that even mean? Sorry, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what? And I said that ass if you're watching the video. I said it with such a serious face. He's like, what? Um, <laughs> um, before we get into, yes, my allergies are still killing me. Before we get into today's episode, Dax, do you have a review? I do. All right. This one comes from Mustang Sally P. Five stars. My new favorite podcast, Adam and Dax, you rock Hollywood Raws, my new favorite podcast. I'm a pop culture junkie and you guys keep me informed. Love the rundown slash the top 10 stories to start my day. Love you in Colorado. Nice. Thanks, Sally. I'm from Colorado. So I appreciate that. Yeah. You Coloradoans are so nice. But they are nice out there. I love it. It's all my fam. Um, do you want to get right into it or do we let shit? Let's let's oh you want to do one more? I can do one more. I got another one right here. All right. This okay. one comes from Bobby302, five star senior fan. Love this podcast. Never miss your podcast. I am a 70-year-old fan. Keeps me up to date on what's happening. You are the best. First podcast I go to, always interesting. I'm a 70-year-old fan. I love all the insider knowledge. 
Who does not like gossip? This is my second review. Keep up the great interviews, Bobby. Oh, it stacked the reviews. That's why um, Bobby said, said uh, you're a seven-year-old fan twice. It stacked <laughs> the reviews because you double left it. Um, thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. Uh, keep listening. Keep tuning in. Uh, I'm telling you, people love these raw rundowns, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, they do well. They do well. They do really well. All right, let's jump into uh, this. Right, let's try to, we got, our, we got nothing. so many questions from this, so let's try to let's bang them out. All right, this is for our nothing is off limits. Ask us anything. We're starting now. This first question comes from Kimberly Bryant said, for both Dax and Adam, have any of you had an encounter with a celebrity uh, that sparked an unexpected and actual friendship? And then there's a second part, but I want to answer that one first. You, go. Um, I mean. You've had a lot. Don't lie. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, everyone knows. I mean, if you know, I text with Obama. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny if I have, you have an Obama on your phone. Um, yeah, no, I've had some, like, really unexpected friendships. There's people who I met, and then all of a sudden I was like, like, I would say Michael Buble is the person who, once I met him, like, I knew who he was. I knew his music, and then I met him, and we became kind of friendly, and I just became a bigger fan of his music. But as far as, like real friends like you know who i met the other day and he might be should we talk about how he's gonna come he's supposed to be coming on the podcast or who are you talking about um who's who's the one who's supposed to come on the podcast well i'll tell it's uh jesse metcalf oh uh, i was like who are we talking about right now yeah, okay so um I met Jesse Metcalf recently, and we just kind of hit it off. Like I, you know, it, it was interesting, and he's he's supposed to be coming on the podcast. We've been talking about it, and he's like one of those guys who like we did stories on him in the past at mm -hmm. TMZ, and now he's like later on, and we're kind of both older, and it's just weird to like look back and reflect and just say like, yeah, like we became friends. We're cool. I mean, there's a lot of athletes as well who I'm friends with who, um. Actually, you know what? I, one of the out of all of your celebrity friendships, that's who you bring up, Jesse Metcalf. No, no, I'm trying to think. There's a, I, it sounds so douchey, dude. But there's there's a good amount. Like one of the baseball players on the Dodgers, uh, Noah Syndergaard, is an athlete. We became like friends. We met through friends, and you know he's a star player. When he played for the New York Mets, he was like the biggest star in New York. Mm -hmm. And I was bringing him to events. And we'd go as friends, but he was the biggest star there. And but the thing is, we bonded not over like celebrity or sports. We just bonded over like just dumb stuff. But I mean, I'd have to go through my phone. I mean, there's there's a good amount of celebrities who I became friends with, like um, like people. You know, who I like who I met recently, and we kind of hit mm -hmm. it off. Um, now we kind of talk decent. as like Peter Weber from The Bachelor. Like he's yeah. one of the few bachelor people who I really like. And I, what I mean, like, it's like, I just like him. I just like the way he approaches fame. Like he's cool. Like he's there. He's like, he's just enjoying the ride. And you know, he's just like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm trying to squeeze as much juice out of the orange as well. So like, he's a guy who became friends. Obviously there's like the shack and the, the others like, yeah, there's the Shaquille O'Neal's, which you guys already know those stories, but I'm trying to think there's like anybody recently who I became friends with. Um, some guys who come on the podcast, like, um, I mean, I know he's not the biggest star, but like, like Damien from MTV's TRL, like mm -hmm. Damien Fat, he was on. You know, we became kind of buds. Yeah, we. Um, I'm trying to think. If there's any. I mean, there is some of the housewives of New Jersey, like 
if I see a Melissa Gorga, like there's a lot of them, like I don't have their phone number, but if I see them at an event, it's like, hey, how you doing? We start talking and hanging out like like a Melissa Gorga type. Um, so like, so I, I feel like there's a difference because I feel that there's a lot of people that I know or that we have, I, I don't even want to say a friendship, but we have we're acquaintances and like if we see each other at a party we'll sit and talk but i wouldn't call them up to hang out right you know what i'm saying there's there's only a couple that i put into that category like danielle fischel made that category for me so our random run-in was that we lived in the same area together and we worked out of the gym together and we worked like i would see her randomly so we we ended up connecting i think through Twitter or something like that. I just had like text her. Oh, I just saw you turning on this street, whatever. And we ended up meeting up at the park, like my wife, her fiance, and just really hit it off. And they became like legitimate friends that we would go and do like sushi date nights out and hangouts. And, you know, she was there at my, my daughter's first birthday, like all that level friendship. I was there at her wedding. Like, so there's that. And then, you know, I, and I feel like I have that friendship with Dr. Drew as well. We met through when I was at TMZ and I was doing Loveline for him and all that. But there's a genuine friendship there where I was at his birthday party versus just people that I'll see that I'll know. And I may have their phone number, but I'm not calling them to like hang out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's it's hard. There's so many. I have so many acquaintances. I don't really do much. I mean, it sounds crazy. I work a lot and mm-hmm. like I'm a machine. I work a lot. Like I, it's pretty insane how much I work. So I don't have that much of a, and I'd say that much of a social life. I mean, my social life is around work. Like I'll go to a work event. Like last night I was an event and Mark Wahlberg was there and you know, we're, we're friends, we're acquaintances. We, Mm -hmm. you know, if I see, we, I don't have his number, but if I see him, we'll talk. He sent me this stuff like clothes. Like it's not like we talk all the time, but when I see him, we talk and he's good to me. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of that. Like, you go to these sometimes celebrity events and you see a bunch of, like, there's people like who are influencers who I know who I'm friends with. Like, but we're friends when we see each other, but it's hard to see. Dude, each that's other what I'm saying. I feel like, I feel that's more acquaintance friendship versus actual friendship. You know, what? in so, my opinion, be like, because yeah. if you, you know, if they're not inviting you to your birth, their birthday party or something, then like, are you really friends or are you just like people that know each other because you're in the same industry? It's Yes, you're right. It's hard to say we're really friends because we're all so busy. So you don't mm-hmm. have so much time to get together. I mean – Okay, we can't spend this long on every question. I'll say this. I'll say uh, David Spade is like we're, we're genuine friends. Like, I was kind of waiting I, for his name to come up. I was like, how are you? How long are you taking to say David Spade? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he, we're, we're friends. He's a good guy. Like we always – try to make time for each other when I'm in LA or he's in New York and we talk, I talked to him yesterday. Like we, we talk in the regular, we're just like, we're just friends. We just bond and just, we have, there's common synergy. All right. What's the next part of this question? Next part, Kimberly said, also, can you name an incident that, that had a story that could have been huge, but was killed because the repercussions would have been very severe. Dax, you answer this. I'm trying to think. Um, here's what, here's mine. Um, and I might have told the story before if you're first, you know, but when Orlando Bloom got mm-hmm. divorced from Miranda Kerr, it was on a Friday. And I remember this day clearly. It was in the afternoon and Orlando Bloom was on the – it was announced they got divorced on a Friday and Orlando Bloom was 
on Broadway. So all the paparazzi are waiting down the street because Orlando lived in Tribeca, and they're all waiting down the street to shoot Orlando from, you know, they wanted those first shots from his divorce. Now, the rumor, you know, and again, I don't, this is alleged. This is, you know, this is just what I was told. I don't have any proof to that. This is just the rumor that was going on is that Orlando was having an affair with his publicist and Miranda hooked up with Bieber. And do you remember that mm-hmm. Bieber? Yeah, yeah. And Orlando got into that divorce. Uh, I'm sorry, Orlando. And <laughs> in, the, in the fist fight. Yeah, Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber got into the fist fight. I don't, I'm tr- I'm saying this and like as I'm scared to tell you guys because I don't want to get in trouble because there's no – this is just all alleged and this is just what we were hearing. So I was being told by my bosses to ask about the divorce and if Justin Bieber had any issues with it or it had any um, – anything to do with it and that's a very tough question to ask after a news story breaks that there's you know it's a very difficult question to ask and i'm like i don't want it a lot easier to ask it from afar and have someone else ask it for you exactly i can tell you someone to ask but like i gotta be the messenger it's like oh god like my stomach and i don't want to be that guy honestly that's not the type of stuff i like to do or want to do but you know i'm being paid i'm kind of forced to do it i had to do it and right before uh, this happens, I get a text saying, hey, don't ask – if you get Orlando, don't ask the question. 30 seconds later, Orlando Bloom walks out the door, and he starts walking towards the opposite direction of the paparazzi. Now, I walked down the street because I needed to get closer to this, the, the door, and I needed to get a closer shot of Orlando. But all the paparazzi were pretty much 100 yards down the street thinking that Orlando was going to walk towards them. I turn around. The paparazzi are just playing on their phones, just talking. They don't even realize that Orlando Bloom walked out. And then he starts walking the opposite direction. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I, this is crazy. Orlando starts walking down the street. I just run up to him like as like I got out of the um, vision of the paparazzi, and I just put the camera up to him. I go, Orlando, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? Will you and Miranda be friends still? And he actually. She answered all the questions very nicely and said, you know, she's always going to be family. We have kids, you know, and answered all the questions. And I thought I asked the questions, the tough questions very nicely. He answered the questions very nicely. It was like a very good video. The video did well. And I got actually a lot of credit for doing the job in a tasteful way. And I remember the paparazzi are all pissed. Like, dude, we waited all day. You got there within 30 minutes and got the shot. And sometimes you get lucky like that. But I remember 30 seconds or if I didn't get that text 30 seconds before he came out, I would have asked those really tough questions, and I don't think that interview would have gone so well. Or it could have went crazy and been a huge news story. Yeah. No, true. I would say, for me answering that question, and I I don't think I'm revealing anything secret here. I think Harvey's talked about this before, but we had passed on the Michael Phelps infamous bomb or bong ripping photos right before the Olympics um, or like right around that time. And I think it was, uh, I, I don't know how much longer it took for those to come out, but we didn't want to be the site bringing down the, the hero, the, the person who's, you know, putting out the drug use photos. Like that just wasn't what TMZ was about at that time. Um, and so I remember that would have had huge repercussions and we passed on it. And I know eventually it came out. I don't remember which outlet decided to to do it, but I know TMZ was not the only outlet to pass on it. It was going through numerous outlets and people were just like, nope, I don't want to touch it. This doesn't feel right. It feels super dirty and gross. And 
um, so anyway, that would have had huge reperc- repercussions. So, but then all of a sudden, like years later, we would be like, dude, it's just it's legal. Who cares? I know, but like at that time, you got to remember, this is what 15, 16, 17 years ago. That was a big deal. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Heather Barnes, she says, can you confirm whether or not TMZ, Harvey, or someone else at TMZ has a relationship with Jamie Spears, Britney Spears's dad, or Britney's management? Uh, it seems a lot of their posts were pro Britney being in a conservatorship. Um, so I, I think TMZ, you know, they have sources with all sides of most of these big stories. It's not like, oh, they've got a direct line to, to Jamie necessarily, but everyone's talking within all of these camps. And, and I'm going to be honest with you when this, when I was at TMZ and uh, the conservatorship, let me be very clear. The conservatorship saved Britney Spears's life. So that's why everyone was so pro this, at least at TMZ and me in particular, was because Britney Spears would have been dead today if it wasn't for her dad stepping in and taking control of her life. That conservatorship may have gone down a bad path over time or be looked at in a negative way over time. But when she first got it in place, she needed that. She was spiraling out of control. She was not healthy. And I would say to some degree, we still see remnants of that today. And I I still question, should she be out of a conservatorship or should she have more presence in her life right now? Because I watch her social media and it scares me. So I would say, yes, there were, people were very pro-conservatorship because it was very valuable in keeping Britney Spears alive. So do you think, and this goes with Heather Barnes' question, do you think uh, Harvey was dealing with Britney or Jamie Spears? Like he was actually talking to them? or I mean, you got to imagine he was talking to someone on their team. But do you but think I, it was But Jamie you got to realize it's – it's not you can't look at it like oh is it he's talking to one specific person like you you've got a room full of reporters who are reaching out to every person within britney's camp within and i guess that kind of doesn't say because it's britney's camp but like people inside people outside like you're talking to everyone you know what i'm saying so you can't say oh there's just one leak no there's Everyone wants to talk when it's a big celebrity. It could be dancers. It could be valets that drive people. It could be um, anyone within a celebrity's world that, you know, can can give you information. Anyway. All right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Amelia Fonoto, hopefully I'm saying your name right. Have you ever been paid by a celeb not to release photos? You know, for example, like a post-surgery photo or something like that. 
I've gotten paid on the street by normal people. Like, hey, can you like like video paparazzi on me? These are normal people. Like, can you like paparazzi me on the street? I don't even push record, but I act like I'm paparazzi them. Mm-hmm. And then they record their friend, will record them getting paparazzi, and they'll give me a hundred bucks. The only I've only gotten paid from a somewhat celebrity. From a celebrity was Terrence J. Um, paid me one time a hundred dollars not to film him, and he was with a girl. He's like, "Hey, man, uh, please don't show me." But here, here, and he gave me a hundred bucks. I was like, "All right, cool. You know, worries, whatever you want." And then another time was um, saw a guy on a date with a porn star, and this was probably a normal guy, and it was probably like an escort type situation, like prostitution type thing, because that's yeah. what those a lot of those girls do for extra money and a guy was on a date with a porn star and i noticed the porn star i didn't notice him so i tried to talk to her and the guy's like hey hey hey, hey. um hey here like hey, do, do me a favor not today but i do want to give you money for your time and give me a hundred bucks like yeah thank you so much i was about to send another popper i said hey you want to make a quick hundred bucks <laughs> it's <laughs> but um it's like yeah that's the only time to happen but one time like I've had celebrities come to me and say, and not pay me. They pay me in another way. Like, hey, listen, I don't want to do it today, but what's your number? Here, t- I'm going to text you. Here's your, you know, and so it's not currency, but there's mm-hmm. value there because I know I'll make money on the next one. Like, and I totally, I'm all about that. Like, I get that. Like, give me your number. Let's set up for the next one. So I, it's not paper currency, but I, in, in a way, I consider that currency. Have you I, had a I, no, 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 no. There's, no. no, I, I don't. But I'm not in the same position as you. Like, I'm not in the, like, street in front of them, you know, per se. So, like, they don't have that opportunity to hit me up or know that I'm going to be talking about them. So Yeah, but let me ask you this. Has a celebrity got their photo taken and they're sent to the paparazzis? Oh, I'm sorry, sent to the agencies. And the agency, or I'm sorry, the celebrity reached out to you and said, hey, listen, I know this photo is out there. Can you guys not, can you not run it? And not pay you, but oh, okay, okay. There was I can't say the name of the celeb though, just because it's it's not cool. But there was a celeb once who um, there were photos from their honeymoon, and it was like I would just say not the most flattering photos from their honeymoon. And they basically said, "Listen, please don't run it. If you don't, if you promise you won't run it." Um, I will, I'll do like an, an interview for you guys. And, and so it was like, okay, like all good. Like we didn't really need the photos that bad and they weren't flattering. So it wasn't like a great set, but yeah, if you want to, instead you want to come on and like chat and do a little interview, then we can easily just kind of swap it and say, nope, just come on. So there's been that, but I think that was like literally the only time in my life that I remember any sort of trade for not posting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, give me All right. Uh, next one says, this is from Heather Gibson. What's your take on UK celebs and do you ever work in London? I have never worked in London. I got asked actually to um, work uh, the Cannes Film Festival uh, in May coming up, but I turned it down because I was afraid that it was really expensive. Just just not everything that lo- went along with the trip was going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. And it'd be really cool to go and experience. It'd be really cool for my social media. But I didn't know which celebrities are going to be there. And I didn't think it was worth the outlet's time. I was like, listen, I will go if you really want me to go. But I don't want to come back and leave you guys disappointed because I don't know if it's just worth your time. It's, or it's money. not worth it. I think you made the right choice. It's not worth it. It is yeah. one of the most highly covered events in the world. It's like... 
again, going to Met Gala, but you're not going to get really interviews. You're not in the a main spot to get interviews with people. Yeah. And there's so many cameras that it's already being taken. Like it's cheaper to stay here and license a photo from Getty than it is to fly out there and basically get the same thing for 10 times as much money. Yeah, I agree. I actually had a company reach out to me and say, hey, we have this event in Texas. Do you want to go get Mark Wahlberg? Because he was at the event. I was like, listen, how about you just wait three weeks and I'll get him in New York for you? You know, like, and, and it's me just trying to help them out because I don't want them to be pissed off and think they overpaid for something that's not really worth it. I'm like, it's just, it's hard for me to say it's valuable for them. So, yeah, I... I, and- I I would say, and I haven't, I haven't covered a lot of UK celebs until they've become US celebs, if that makes sense. Like they're yeah. from London or they're from over there. However, until they make a name for themselves here, we're, we're rarely covering. I, I think I've covered in my time, like some people from like this, what is that Sussex show? Um, only way to Sussex or whatever, yeah. Because the the people on that show were so crazy that they'd go out wearing like ridiculous outfits or whatever to the point where I had like I had to pitch them out to to the room. But other than that, if you don't know their name here, most likely I won't be pitching them out. No, I agree. Actually, you know who I met yesterday? Nice guy too, Graham Norton. Oh yeah, okay. You know he's one of those he's guys. He's got a big show. He's got a huge show. He gets good in. So I got him yesterday, but he's like. You know, the UK people, celebrities, I mean, again, they have to be big in UK and come overseas, and I've gotten them. I don't just cover just UK celebrities, but, I mean, there's no – some celebs are cool with it. Some celebs aren't cool with it. You know, it's just how it is. There's no – they're not really anything different. Um, All right, give me another. Uh, Leslie Shore says, explain the payment process of selling stories, et cetera. How exactly do you make your money freelancing? Well, I can tell you one thing. it's so I think there's a misconception about selling stories. It's not normally stories that are sold. It's a tip that is given because stories could be made up. Um, you could make up a whole story from top to bottom. However, if you tip someone off and you say, hey, I've got this great story about so-and-so being pregnant or whatever it is, you tip off an agency and then they have to dive into it to figure out whether or not there is a story there, uh, find out all the, the details of it. So I, there, there can be a tip fee, which could range from, you know, 50 bucks to thousands, I guess, how big, however big the story is. Um, but you're not selling a whole story. It's just really a tip. And then everyone else has to do the due diligence and background and checking and to make sure it's actually factual, because if not, people would be selling dumb fake stories every day. Yeah. I mean, from, from my experience, people care about stories and that means like actual like news items if it's news, but they don't care about gossip. Um, you can't really sell gossip. You have to have some that's like factually or they're able to factually confirm it's true. Now for me, you know, I, I don't really consider myself a free, I don't consider myself a freelancer. I have my own LLC. Um, and I, I'm my own brand with that said, it took me a long time to after TMZ to kind of prove to these outlets that I am factual, you know, so they're not going to just take it from Joe Schmo. Like you need to kind of like prove like hey this guy's credible enough and i think mm-hmm. for me over time i remember calling one outlet for like trying to get in touch with every single writer that was on their payroll for like two years and they never responded to me finally after two years one writer is like you know what i'll have a drink with this guy and that night he came with me to have a drink i was with another celebrity and then he was just like oh he's really in the game and um it kind of changed things and 
I wouldn't say changed my career, but like it's just been it's been beneficial. It's been good though. I mean, they're I have a good relationship for the outlets where it's like I don't work for them, but we work together in some ways. It's it's fun, but like you said, there's no um, you know, you have to kind of prove that the story's true as far as payment goes. It's like you have to tell the outlet, say, I'm gonna give you a story. You can't and you have to have this kind of like agreement with them, like saying, I'll give you a story. If you pay, I'll tell you the story. If you pay, if you're gonna use it, you have to pay me. But you can't like you can't do it without paying me. And it's sort mm-hmm. of like a handshake deal and you're sort of like a trusted Because they need time to go and actually investigate it. So there's like this weird time of, well, I don't want to pay for something unless it's true and the person's like, well, I don't want to tell you because you're going to steal it. So you really do have to do like a handshake deal, essentially. Yeah, there's no. I haven't. I've been doing it for a while, and I've never gotten something stolen from me. Everyone's been pretty honest with it. Like they're yeah. they're fair with it. So, all right, what's another one? Uh, Dale R. Moon says, "How common is closeting in the in in the industry these days? Is it worse in certain sectors? For example, I would expect it to be worse for actors as they would like to keep all roles open, or for musicians whose fan base. I'm looking at you, country music tend to uh, tend to run more." conservative honestly i feel like it's changed a lot over the years um especially in the entertainment industry i feel like it's actually helpful if you were to come out of the closet really because i think there's more people want to be inclusive and more industries want to be inclusive so like you they want to hire people with diverse backgrounds or diverse sexual orientations or whatever the case is. And so they're, they're actively looking to hire more gay people, Hispanic, black, Asian, you know, like whatever you have to offer, they're looking for that. And so I don't think it's, I think it's way less common than it used to be. And again, I'm speaking for the entertainment industry where I see people acting on television, that kind of thing. Country music, who the hell knows? That could be a whole different situation. Yeah. Um, Actually, there's a country singer, a popular one too, that was um, DMing a girl I know saying he likes... But that's not gay. I know what you're talking about. But that's that. He's not that's gay. Like he just put a finger in his own butt. That's just what he likes. Yeah, it's not gay. It's just you. It's a man's finger sticking in his butt. It's his own. <laughs> People are like, what are you talking about? Basically, Adam has a friend who's. There was a country singer who was sending her. Request to touch him in the bum. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so now there goes my blind item of the day. It's um, <laughs> so crazy. But yeah, like Dax said, I think there's uh, a lot of it's it, people are pretty open with it. I mean, I'm sure there's some older guys that might or older women that don't want to kind of people know, but I don't think it's that. I think it's pretty uncommon. I, I, you know, it's weird, crazier is the media outlets are a little bit different. Like you remember when you had Perez Hilton and a lot of other bloggers outing mm-hmm. people. And that is like a big no, no. You do not out someone. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Dale, Dale continued and said, it seems like we see a lot of people in Hollywood come out these days, but there must be some closeting still happening just strategically. How common is it? And typical uh, where there, where's that pressure coming from management teams, labels, fans, artists themselves. I feel like if people, yeah, I, I feel like that's an old school mentality right there in management teams 
telling people, oh, don't do it. Because then you see the success of people like Little Nas X, who's literally breaking down barriers, you know, like and becoming one of the most popular people on the planet and in the music game and people are embracing that side of him. Um, so I would, I would tell people if your management team is telling you not to be your authentic self, then you've got the wrong management team. Well, Dax, let me ask you this. <coughs> you have people like Julianne Huff, Madison beer, like Madison beer is like, Oh, I'm, I'm into women. I don't know if she's like, you know, I don't know if she identifies as bisexual, but she's like, Oh, I think women are hot too. And Julianne Huff goes, Oh, I'm not straight. You know, is this mm. coming from pressure from their team saying, Hey, this will make news, you know? Um, I don't know if it's coming from necessarily management or is it just someone finally being comfortable enough to like talk about, their own sexual desires yeah, you know I mean, what i'm saying like maybe it's just they got to the point like julianne huff she comes from a super religious mormon family so i got to imagine her growing up that was not something that would have been tolerated and she maybe got to the point in her life where she's like i don't need to hide that if that is what she likes you know and then i think there's a certain sector of people that might do it just because it's good for publicity or get your name in the headlines do you think us being the only straight guys in entertainment news has been affecting our career. We should just say something uh, about it. A hundred percent. Yeah, we're too. I, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I think just we know. could be a lot more successful if if we were gay. Maybe I or, should talk about. I'm a her- say I'm a hermaphrodite. You know. Stop it. Like, okay, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> all right, let's keep on moving along. Uh, Melanie Tillman, while out in the field, where do you go to the bathroom? Do you know where all the best public restrooms do you use a Gatorade bottle, adult diapers? Uh, are there any female paparazzi? Do you use a pump up song? All right, uh, I'll let you start answering those before we keep going. Um, that's a great question, Melanie. Um, I know some really good, at least in New York City, I know amazing bathrooms. Um, the Dominic Hotel, which used to be the Trump So, has a great base, uh, basement bathroom. The Ritz Carlton, if you look cool, they have a good solid bathroom. The, I mean, I could, I should do a blog about the best bathrooms in New York City, uh, mostly <laughs> in hotels, um, where they're good, they're open. Like I've made them like offices. Like, I well, have you ever them. had to take a dump like out in the field? Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Like, like, oh, in, like street? outside. Yeah. No, I've never done that. Um, no. Um, not, I mean, I, I'm not piss outside. Piss outside. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like different. Like I've, you know, you're, you had a few drinks and you're in between cars in the city and you're like, yeah, I'll just pee outside. Go number one, you know, go number two. That's, you know, I've never done that on the street or by I see people do it all the time. That's, I was going to say, I see it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all the time. I've used the Gatorade bottle. Um, I don't use adult diapers, but I've used a Gatorade bottle. But I have a lot of good hotels where to use the restroom. Is there any female paparazzi? There is. Um, not many. At least in New York, I know there's probably about like a handful. I mean, there's not as many paparazzi anymore. But I mean, there's really, I wouldn't even say a handful, maybe like two or three. And I wouldn't say like they're full time paparazzi. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there might be even one that's even, if you want to consider full time, at least in New York currently. There's some that do events, but that's, I don't consider that paparazzi. Do I have a pump up song? No, I don't. I, I'm paparazzi. I mean, that's funny. I, I just. I don't. I just go out and do my thing. I, I'm like, Adam's more of a so, like chat. He he talk like he'll call me. We'll be on the phone. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I got someone's coming up. <laughs> and like literally, I I either get to hear him interview someone or I get hung up on because you know some celebrities walked out the door. 
I do that all the time with Dax. I'm like, hey, Dax, you want to hear me talk to this person? Watch this. And he'll be on the phone, like on speaker as I do an interview. Or I'll just be like, hold on, this person's coming out the door. And then uh, – or I see this person and then just like hang up or it's – so there's no pump-up. So honestly, I don't even – I'm so immune to it. Like it, I don't even think about it. In fact, yesterday I was running to – because I knew that Mark Wahlberg was going to this event. And I was running to the event. And – I was running late, and all of a sudden, I see some guys I know. I was like, yo! I was like, come with me, follow me. And they were filming something, too. They work for Barstool Sports. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, follow me, come on. And they're like, what? And they started running with me like a block, and we just made it just in time, and they got to meet uh, Mark Wahlberg. But they, I got excited because they were like, dude, that was a rush. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a rush. It's pretty exciting when... You know, when it works when they're in front of you. Uh, and then she finished this question by saying, have you ever met Hunter S. Thompson? If so, any good stories or could you not get close because he was shooting at you? What does that mean? Who is that? <laughs> he, he's like the crazy writer. Um, I don't even know. if he, Isn't he dead? I don't know. Um, he's the one like, John no Depp's obsessed with. I have not. I've never met Hunter S. Thompson. I don't even know if okay. he's still alive. Uh, so Sarah Essington says some celebrities look way different in real life versus what we see on TV. Have you ever walked right past a celebrity without realizing how do you capture all the good shots if you can if, if they can be hard to recognize at times? I'm sure I've walked past a lot of celebs that I just didn't realize it was them, and that's the reason I walked past them. <laughs> um, but I do think that there are I would say most times people look very different in person than they look on TV. You know, you always hear about the stories about how short people are in real life versus TV where you get like Tom Cruise, who's very tiny. Um, When I met Pamela Anderson, um, she looked very different. Um, And and again, not in a mean way, her, her skin just looked like it was had many years of using makeup on it so it didn't look like the healthiest skin and i think that's what i my eyes first went to was just her skin um but she looked very different in person yeah um yesterday i saw um gal gadot and she looked like a unicorn didn't she i didn't recognize her um, she was wearing sunglasses, but she just doesn't like stand out she, she, to me. She was wearing sunglasses and checking. You'd be like, what? She doesn't stand out. I was like, yeah, she doesn't stand out. Don't be wrong. Very pretty. Uh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't look bad, but she just doesn't like, oh my God, it's Gal Gadot. Cause she's wearing these sunglasses. Another person I saw in person who I didn't recognize was, um, who's the girl from a uh, big actress from uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger came out of a hotel one time. And someone's like, we were just like, that's her. We were like back and forth. Like, that's her. That's not her. That is that her. We, we she also, like, no. she, she shifted her look quite a bit over the years. So yeah. I can understand why you wouldn't recognize her. I've, I'm pretty good with recognizing people, especially like socialize and stuff. My mm-hmm. eyes are getting worse. So I have to start wearing glasses soon. But like, usually I ride a bike and I'm pretty good at recognizing people. In fact, like a lot of paparazzi will send me photos of someone like, is this someone, is this someone, do you know who this is? Or cause someone came out and maybe had a bodyguard, but they couldn't recognize the person. But usually I'm pretty good at that. But stuff. So some of these, some of the women that like transform themselves with makeup can look completely unrecognizable when they're out in public. I don't, I haven't had really any crazy circumstances or issues. Like, 
are do they look really crazy? I mean, yeah, without makeup, you're not like kind of glammed up and stuff. Yeah, you it just looks mm-hmm. like a Jenny McCarthy without makeup. That's just all it is. Do they look bad? No, it's still Jenny McCarthy. So it's yeah. I never never where it was like a difference maker, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh Melly McQueen, who is the best celeb to run into because they are always pleasant and fun? Dax. Dax Holt? No, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> um who is always pleasant and fun i mean it's like dr drew because you have a relationship with him so it's always fun yeah friend but i but i would i mean the couple times i ran into paris hilton she was freaking awesome yeah um she's she's awesome because she's always fun she's always cool she's always pleasant um i'll tell you what i ran to paris one time last time not last time i ran to paris at an airport and i was covering it and she wasn't that great about it but because she didn't have makeup she wasn't glammed up and mm-hmm. she goes she's like i was like and i was trying to talk to her and she wouldn't talk to me and and then all of a sudden when i stopped she goes hey i just i'm not in the mood today and obviously i don't look good she's like can you just get me during the week and i'll be it and she like got me back so but she, I mean, I but was, again, pleasant, pleasant, and the fact that she was still cool about it. There's a lot of people yeah. that could have just been like, "F you, don't shoot me now," and not even give you another opportunity, or not even explain that what was happening. Just be like, "Nope, not into it," and be done with it. Shaq is always great. Michael Bublé is always great. Like, I, and again, I know these people I said earlier, but like, um... okay. I'm going to move on because we got we're all I can't believe we're already 40 minutes in on this and we still had 10 we questions. Finish all this. We yeah. have- Susan Silly Goose said, in your opinion, what is the most story breaking setup shots? I don't does that do you think they mean like what is, is the story that shots? has the most? I mean, the story? we're going to say Vanderpump stuff, right? I mean, yeah, clearly the Scandaval is clearly like the most set up stuff I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'd say. So. All right. Corey Cobb, Damien Early Riser Daxia. Yeah, I posted I posted the question of like the ask us anything at like four in the morning. So uh what is the business aspect in Hollywood like? How much of what celebs do and put out is curated to fit their narrative? Also, what do some celebs why do some celebs get such good PR like Selena Gomez, Tom Hanks? Is it personality or mostly their agents? Ooh, these are all Ooh, great, great questions. Those are great questions. Uh um, that's a great question. I Dad, think I'll, I'll let you answer this and then give my, give my. So I think there is a lot to be said with sculpting an image. And when I think of sculpting an image, I think of someone like Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yep. She sculpted the shit out of her image and it worked really well for her. Every aspect of it was choreographed. Explain, explain what is it? That's, explain to me in the audience how that's crafted. Like, what do you, what do you, well, she, she's always, she's had a team. She's had a team that she's worked with at the label and they will decide what gets put out there to the public. They'll decide, you know, how she's going to sculpt her music, what she's going to wear on stage, what she's going to talk about in her, her interviews with people. You know, I, it was very famous that she never got into politics because she didn't want to offend uh, her fan base because she had that country fan base. And so you start talking to, uh, you know, left, then you upset the right and like all this kind of stuff. And so um, I think hers was sculpted. I think 
there's other people out there that it's more about their personality. And that would be like more of a Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jennifer Lawrence has built her persona on her personality. She's very fun and quirky. And, you know, you see that a lot in her interviews is she will say something and she makes me laugh so much and she just is relatable. Adele also, she's crazy talented, but her personality takes that to a different level and it's more about her interviews in the public that has now shifted the perception of her where i don't think it's been like that for taylor i think it's been more of a a manufactured machine style um persona out there both work by the way both are work phenomenally i i'm just saying i think one's more like selena also same is on social media, she becomes relatable and people like that about her. Yeah. Now, the answer to that second part of that question. Um, how do some celebs get good PR? Like Tom Hanks and Selena Gomez? Yeah. How, how are they always, they're always the good guy. They're never, you know, even Tom Hanks who, you know, let's be honest, his son Chet, make, you know, does ruffle some feathers, but he's never looked at as a bad dad. It's just, and then Selena Gomez always, I wouldn't say bad press, like they're always in the there's always in the good graces of the. I the I feel like if you come out and you are like the good the good person in Hollywood that lasts for a long time. Like Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston could do no wrong. Reese Witherspoon could do no wrong for a very very long time. Like I think the first Reese Witherspoon. That? How do you get that sort of uh, reputation? I think you you're likable. I think you're a likable person. You don't have negative stories come out about you. You're not a dickhead in public. You're not doing stuff to piss people off. You're not starting up arguments with other celebs. You know, I think there's a lot to play in here. You're you're not getting bad publicity. Everything that goes out is good publicity. And that doesn't mean, but you're a part of that. If you're a good person, I think that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like Tom Hanks isn't losing his mind on set and causing a Christian Bale type moment. So being a good person, I think, goes a long way, um, and, and it tracks. And you're not hearing nightmare stories of working with him on set. Yeah. Okay. But I also think you've got a good PR team. <laughs> and you've got them when he does do something like, oh, Tom Hanks donate $2 million to Tsunami Relief. or You know, I, I don't know if that has ever happened, but I'm just saying – I think his team also capitalizes on that moment and will put that out um, because it makes him look even better. Yep. All right. Um, Next. Next. This one is from Chris Lowry. You guys talked about being the buffer at TMZ. Who decides what gets released to the public and what gets put in the vault? I'm sure you've seen plenty of things that made you chuckle or were kind of weird, but was there anything that triggered more extreme emotions, like a story you found beyond hilarious or one that made you uh, viscerally, I can't say that word, viscerally mad. And how do you, do you deal with that? That's a good question. Great question. Your answer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was the, I was the buffer, but I, you know, you got to realize when I say buffer, it was because I was looking through, you know, a thousand photos a night or in the next morning and I was only going to be putting out five to the public that day. So I was the one fl- flushing through to see what's good and what's not in regards to things that made me like have that, those extreme emotions. The one that I really remember was um, the Jennifer Hudson story and how her like 
entire family was murdered in one day. That one I remember just being really, really sad. And it's not like I knew Jennifer Hudson. I I knew her from American Idol. I knew her from Dreamgirls, but I didn't know her personally. And I remember reporting on that story, genuinely feeling very sad and hurt for someone who had to lose so many loved ones in her family all in one killing. Yeah, that's a tough story. That's like a story that like hurts. It's like, oof, that's that's a blow. Yeah. That one that one made me really sad. I think in regards to mad, I mean, I'm sure there is something. If I really had the time to sit down and think about it, I could probably think of a story that's made me really pissed off. I just don't have it on the top of my head, unfortunately. I was pissed I had to bury a video once. And this was at a what? I had to bury bury a video once. And the video I thought was so funny. Um, but I ended so tell me what you would do in my situation. I get Sarah Silverman. Again, Sarah Silverman, comedian, fun. I said to her, <laughs> I said to her, you know, sometimes you ask news story questions, but sometimes I didn't like to ask like clickbait questions, like ask something like, hey, what's your comment about this story? So Sarah Silverman was walking in um, on Bowery. Mm-hmm. I, said, uh, I said, Sarah, our penis is ugly. And uh, she goes, no, not at all. I go, really? She goes, let me see yours. And I jokingly pull out my pants. I get pulled my pants out for her to look in. And she's, come on, let me see it. So I pulled my pants out, and she looked at my pants, and she saw it. She's like, no, that's not an ugly penis. You have a pretty penis. And the video was really funny. And she just, like, looked at my penis. It's like, yeah, no, you have a pretty penis. And then just walked into the building. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I was like, listen, this video is really funny. I didn't pull it out on the street. I just pulled yeah. it, like. I pulled my pants like out so you could kind of like look in if you wanted to, but you had to like go out of your way to look at it. And she did. And um, she gave me a nice quote on it, which I use on my LinkedIn about, hey, Adam has a pretty nice. I called, uh, I called the, uh, the bosses over there and they're like, yeah, bury that video. Don't do anything with that video. I was like, oh, okay. That sucks. That was That is funny. I should have just kept that one for me because that's a great video. That was a great video. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rebecca Castellone says, what is a typical day like of Adam Glenn? You get up, oh, go over great. whatever you want. Do you have a schedule of possible celeb sightings you go to? Absolutely. How much time is spent working on the podcast? How do you uh, do you wait? What do what you what? Do you, do you, what do your parents and friends think of your career? What, do, what your, do you what do your parents and friends think of your career? So what's a typical day like for me? I basically wake up and I kind of know what celebrities are sort of in town. How do I know that? I just kind of know like who's doing the TV shows, but I also have just a lot of um, sources around. Mm-hmm. Like I got actually, one of my contacts is calling me right now, um, and just kind of like let me know like what they've seen, what they heard, what's going on. So I kind of know like what's going on in New York City that day. Um, I kind of start sort of whenever I want. Um, it depends. If I, I I put myself in positions where I know I could run into people. Um, so I mean, I, it's, I I'm a little. I, am I early riser? Yes and no. I guess. Um, do I have a schedule of possible slip settings? Like, if a celebrity has an event, I I know about some events that are going on. I'll call my tipsters, my contacts, or they'll call me and let me know. Like we're just my tipsters and contacts. We're, we're friends, so we just bullshit with each other. So they'll just kind of let me know what they seen, what they heard. Um, how much time is spent working on the podcast? A lot of time. I mean, we spent a lot of we spent a lot of time on this <laughs> we podcast. Do. We really do. Show it, according to my accountant, um, 
my dad's like, what are you doing all this time? I'm like, listen, I, I know we do this for you guys. Um, but, um, yeah, my day is very chill. I, I schedule my day around the gym. Um, cause I always want to try to get a workout in, but then I deal that with like celebrity schedules. If there's events, um, um, and then I try to get some time where like, I know I could just kind of roam around and say hi to people. Um, I know it's really weird. It's, it's a very, every day is different. So there's no rhyme or reason. What do my friends and family think of my career? Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they're cool with it. Like they, they're just like, what, it's just like, I think they find it kind of insane. Like the things that like, Oh my God, there's Adam with Mark Wahlberg again. There's Adam with Kevin Hart. So it's just like, I think they're just sort of used to it right now, but people don't understand my job. And it's, mm-hmm. and I understand that they don't understand my job. It's one of those things where like I found a niche. I'm very niche. There's not many people that kind of do what I do. And actually there's pretty much no one. So I, it's very niche, but everyone's like supportive in their own way. Everyone tries to help me. So I think, know. I think our families would be more supportive if we were raking in ridiculous amounts of cash and we're like Heather McDonald level podcasters right now. Yeah. We don't really, we pretty much don't make anything on this podcast guys. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot of time and the return is not that great but the return is just hearing the thoughts and the appreciations from you guys um so that's it um right. yeah what's next jennifer bell i want to hear the whole story about the howard stern internship for from adam jennifer good question i worked at the howard stern show i was at k-rock and went to Sirius with them i was um if you guys remember Artie Lang, who's, you know, he's still around. He's just no, Artie was from the same hometown as me. So at the time in college, I did stand up comedy all through college, and I was an obsessive Howard Stern fan. And I wrote to the website for years trying to get an internship, and I never did. And I knew Artie the entire time, but I just didn't want to ask him for help or even ask the people who I knew at the Stern show for help. I wanted to get it on my own. So then one summer, I applied – after applying for like three years to the Howard Stern Show and never getting back, I applied to another show called Opie and Anthony. And they got back to me right away and like they looked at my resume like, yeah, you should be with us. And I got the Opie and Anthony internship. I got an interview and I got the internship. And I told a friend of mine who worked at the Howard Stern Show that I got this Opie and Anthony internship. He's like, what are you doing there? You should be at the Howard Stern Show. I was like, I've applied. No one responded to me. He goes, let me talk to them. Two days later, he hits me up. He's like, yeah, you have an interview. I got the interview, and it was pretty awesome. And I started work at the Howard Stern Show. I was at Howard's last year, K-Rock, and I went to Sirius with them. Um, I worked in the bullpen, as they call it, with Gary and Will and Jason, if you're a Stern fan. I'm still very close with Baba Bowie. He's a great guy, Gary Del Bate. Um, Howard, I didn't really have much of a relationship with. Like, The only times I got to really talk to Howard were during the writers' meetings. And that was the one thing that was really cool about the internship is that the interns got to be involved during the writers' meetings once a week. It was every Thursday after the show. And you can see the writers uh, pitch ideas for the show. But I remember, you know, I realized this was my I my time that I could be around Howard. So every writers meeting, I stood up. I was the only intern, always pitching ideas. Now they didn't really use all of them, but I always submitted questions. I always submitted ideas, and Howard, I think, got a kick of it. Like, hey, who's this guy who's got balls to kind of speak up? And they didn't really use many of my ideas, um, just because I think of my position there. But I got a few things on the the show, like biggest man boobs and all that stuff, and I wrote a lot of questions for. Howard when they had all the whack packers, but it was an incredible internship. Went to Sirius and like I worked with other interns who weren't fans of the show, but I knew the show in and out and I was like a huge fan. The biggest issue was, you know, and it actually gave me like extreme depression was at the end of my internship, they hired like three or four different people and not me. 
And I was just like, how the, f-? and I was a great intern. I, they can't say anything bad about me. I did my job and I was dead broke at the time. And I was waking up at three in the morning just to get there. And uh, I was just crushed that other people got the job and not me. And they got like different type of jobs. Cause at the time K rock and Sirius merged, but, um, it was like, I'm glad I didn't get the job because I would have been stuck there. And, uh, I, I, it worked out to be the best thing that I didn't get a job there. It, it took me a while. To, it took me years after to get a job in the industry, but yeah, it was, it was great. And also a little bit tough. Okay. That was a good story. I mean, I've, I've heard it, so I know it, but oh, no, I think, <laughs> but, but I, I do think it's great. If you're a Stern fan, I mean, I, I became friends with Beetlejuice. I met all the Wack Packers, got to meet a lot of celebrities. Like I got to be, I know all the, like, I'm cool with all of them. I'm still friends with all, like Benji and Sal and Richard and all those guys. And Artie was a good friend of mine. And I was doing stand up at the time too. So I was like, I'd be with Artie on the show all week. And then I'd go on the week, I'd go on the road with him on the weekend and open up for him in like Philly. And he, Artie was one of the biggest comedians in the world at the time. So it was, it was a, and it was during college. So it was like, and it's, it was my senior year of college. So like when Thursday and Friday nights, people are going out partying. I was at some like Ramada Inn in like Philly or upstate New York opening up for Artie Lang in front of like, you know, thousand people. So it was like a different sort of college experience. That's dope. It's kind of cool. All right. Let's see. All right, Regina Santa Santa Angelo says, "What are your thoughts on Alec and Hilarious? I mean, Hilaria Baldwin." <laughs> I'll say this: I've met Alec Baldwin twice, a few times. Not a nice guy. One day he was nice when I think there was some sort of protest in New York City, and he wanted to talk on camera. But if he knew I was TMZ, he wouldn't have talked to me. But he was talking to like a few cameras. But I remember the video got pushed out because it was like one time Alc Baldwin actually talked to us. Another time Alc Baldwin, I went up to him. I said, "Hey man, listen, this is I work for a company which he wasn't a fan of, and I said, why don't we do a video? Because everyone thinks of you this way. Let's do a fun video." He looked at me and spit down at my feet, um, and then I walked away. The funny part is Hilaria Baldwin worked as a host for Extra for a little bit. Now, when I worked for this company, they had an office. They shared an office with Extra because it was the same production company. So we shared an office. So there are signs of this company and Extra all over the office. Now, if I say this company, you guys sort of know what I'm referring to. When Hilaria Baldwin would come to the studio or come to the office, we had to take the signs off the walls of that company that I worked for because Hilaria hated it so much. Do you know how crazy that is? Like, like, to, like, oh, she's coming. Take the signs off the walls. Like, really? Is it that big deal? Like, come on. Let's be real. And, um, I mean, that's that's the only thing I really know about. I don't really yeah, deal with them. I am, just... I am not a fan of them at all. I think Alec Baldwin is one of the biggest dicks in, in Hollywood. Not a fan. Uh, I just think he's a rude person in general. Um, put, put aside some of the, you know, situations he's been in i just think he's a dick and i'm not for that i like people who are successful but also kind and generous and you know uh, i'd take keanu reeves any day over hanging out with alec baldwin all right so let's do one more because we have so many questions we could do this another time so we only, i i got i got like three more on here can we just do these last three <laughs> okay because I, I know that there's a bunch more on the site but like i have Three more that I've already pulled and ready to go for us. Okay. okay. So Yvonne Encore says, how do you get approached to speak on a celebrity or situation in a document, a documentary? Uh, and what's the process like? Um, I, I get approached for this all the time. I mean, this is why I'm in like random Karda- Kardashian documentaries or 
uh, random stuff. They just hit me up. They 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 either reach out to me on Instagram or will send an email to like um, my website or whatever, and then they just say, "Hey, we we saw you." talking about Britney Spears in the New York Post. Uh, do you mind talking about it on this program? So I'm always filming random documentaries, but that's about it. It's just they reach out and I'll respond. And next thing you know, I've got a film crew here at the office taping me. So nothing too crazy. I just normally ask for like, hey, give me a heads up. What do you want to talk about? Because some of the stuff, if it's from 10 years ago, I need a moment to go back and refresh my brain about what the hell was happening in Britney's life 10 years ago or what was happening in the Kardashians life or whatever the situation is. So, um, and the process is good. I mean, most of the time, like I see you guys commenting that you're seeing me appear on some television show in the UK. I can't see them. Like they don't normally send me a copy. So like I sit down and I'll film with them for a couple hours and answer all these questions. I don't know what the final edit looks like. You guys are seeing it and I'm not. Um, so if you ever do see one, shoot me a link and I, I'd like to watch some of these things and how they actually turn out. Hopefully I don't look like a dickhead talking about these people. All right. Michelle Coral Ray says, have any celebs contacted you pissed off about anything you said on TMZ or any pictures, videos you released? And if so, who? You ever have that? I I had not over my videos. I've had celebrities not pissed over my videos, but they were pissed at like contents TMZ did, and mm -hmm. I you know that was a tough thing for me because you Dax and everyone else in the office would kind of shit on people, and I remember it was like you guys didn't realize that I was the one who actually has to deal with these people, so it made for an awkward, uncomfortable situation a lot of times. Um, not calling you, I mean, you you kind of get the idea. I'm not saying you specifically, but you you know in the room, you guys would sort of times sometimes joke about celebrities. And then I have to go on the street and deal with these celebrities and they'd be pissed off at me and be treat me like a dick. I'm like, guys, like it, it was very uncomfortable. So I never had someone pissed off at a video I did. Mm -hmm. I think I've had sometimes like a celebrity pissed off at a question I asked and I and then I apologize because I was like, hey, man, I apologize. And I mean, I'm not going to get into that story. That's a whole nother story. But um, from a video that I personally did, no, but from content that TMZ did and then I had to kind of get the backlash. Yes. Which celebrity? I it happened all the time. So um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I had any. I had more people reach out saying thank you than I had pissed off. I had thank yous too. Don't be wrong, but yeah. I had a lot of pissed off as well. See, I think I I think people went out of their way. No, I mean there's there's got to be people. Um, shoot. I guess I was just more of a nice person. I, I presented nicer stories. So I didn't get a lot of shit uh, on social media. But I know that there's been people. I just, I, honestly, I can't think of it right now. Uh, Shelly Buttram says, do you do you recognize any of our names? Like, are there certain names here that stand out? Because I do laugh out loud. I, For instance, if you see one of us comment on a different site or are like, hey, that was one of the Hollywood Raw guys. Um, I say, yeah, I, you know what? It's, it's not so much names. It's your guys' avatars. Um, your little photos that you have that I'm just a visual, very visual person. So like when I see one pop up over and over again, that's what I recognize versus just like, if I was to see Shelly, your name on another website or whatever, it's like, Oh, I know that. I know that, um, that avatar, that one pops up. Like, who is it? It's, um, Ah, Melanie, Melanie McQueen. She's got like the avatars, like blonde hair with sunglasses. I see that one all the time. And she also comments a lot on our private Facebook group. So that one pops up a lot in my, in my feed. How about you, Adam? 
I, I don't honestly, guys. I, this is gonna sound such a douche. I'm always. I don't sit at a computer ever. Like this is the only time I really get to sit down and use my computer. I'm always like standing up and moving around. My whole day is pretty much standing up and walking just for what I do for a career. So mm-hmm. I don't get to like really just like dive into the phone and really like like look at this stuff. I always try to check the Facebook group. Obviously, I check it multiple times a day, but like it's so like quick, uh, you know, because I'm dealing, I'm on the street dealing with homeless people with like peeing and then also dealing like the craziness of New York City traffic. It's just a wild day. So I don't really have that much time to release it. So, but I recognize like people, like when they ask me a question, like it's like, oh, there's, you know, there's Michelle, there's Chris, you know, so it's not like, I wouldn't say they're, I sort of do. There's, and then there's people in here that I've known for a really long time as well, because they would come by my Dax chat when I was at TMZ. And I would see their names throughout years doing the Dax chat and now seeing them make it into here. So there are certain names um, that pop up that, yes, we do. We do recognize or I'm like, oh, that's fun that they're asking these questions. So anyway. All right. Well, that is it. We are going to save the rest of your guys' questions um, for another episode of this. This was fun. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as we did um yeah and if if you feel left out and that you did not get to leave a question then go join our private facebook group called off the record um and that way you can be a part of any questions moving forward or you can just ask us on a normal daily basis in there anyway because that is your direct line to us uh but anyway thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for a little bit make sure you go leave us a review on itunes scroll down to the bottom of our our show page leave us a review make sure you leave your name so we can read it out like we did at the top of this show you can follow us on all social media platforms youtube facebook instagram tiktok uh you can follow uh the show obviously at hollywood raw but you can also follow adam at adam glenn you can follow me at dax holt and uh we'll see you guys next time bye a Huda Media Production.